0: Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. The Michigan football team will try to bounce back from its first loss of the season when it hosts Indiana this Saturday. We'll discuss what we've learned about the Wolverines this week, what to watch for against the Hoosiers, and some hoops talk on this episode of Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, recording here on Thursday morning. Several days have passed since Michigan lost to Michigan State. Both of you, you know, what is what is your take on, on how on how the team has has handled that loss?
1: Well, they, they say they're past it, and I tend to believe them because they have really no other choice at this point. <laughs> they can't afford another loss, as we've kind of written all week, you know, if they want to achieve some of these goals. I mean, they are number seven in the, the college football playoff rankings, the first poll that came out this year. And really, I always have to remind folks about this when they want to complain about the AP poll or the coaches poll. The college football playoff rankings are the only ones that really matter in terms of you know determining the top four in the playoffs, and that's a so Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> it's just reality, you know, back in the day, obviously AP people had a big factor in determining that stuff, not so much anymore. You know, Michigan seven, so there's there's still a pathway for them to get there, but they can't afford another loss. So, and they realize that, you know, they said it Saturday after the loss to Michigan State, they've got to run the table, and to do that, you've got to put the last game behind you. So I think they've done a decent job of that. They've said they've done that. The players were back this week, looking at tape at Indiana, and and they, you know, we talked to several of them, and they said they, you know, by the end of the day Sunday, they kind of forgotten about it. So I, you know, it's the approach you want. It's the approach they should be taking. You know, it's hard to gauge at this point how they rebound because we haven't they haven't had the opportunity to do so yet. So we'll see how they come out Saturday. But you know, as I've wrote my prediction, I think it's up on mlive.com right now. I suspect you're going to see a very motivated. Michigan team on Saturday.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've heard all year that this team say that they're they're a different group, that they have a different vibe around them this season and now we're going to find out, I don't even know if we're going to find out much on, on Saturday, like even if they do whoop Indiana, It's I mean, it's like, alright, what what do they really prove? And I think the test coming after that will, will show a lot more but you've got to win the games on your schedule and Indiana's the next game, so we'll, we'll see. The thing I, I kind of found fascinating this week is like Everyone that we talked to said like, oh, yeah, they didn't really they're not going to pay attention to the college football rankings or they didn't pay attention to the college football rankings. I'm like, Are really, we, do we really think that they're they're oblivious to what went on Tuesday night? Like, I feel like if I'm a player on the team, I want to know how things shaped out. But maybe they're not lying. Who knows? Yeah.
1: I will say this. You know, I, I do think we'll learn something about this team if they do blow Indiana out, because I, I do think they better come come out and play well Saturday. If you remember last year, Michigan's first loss of the year was to Michigan State. Again, a disappointing game. And then they turn around and lose to Indiana the next week in Bloomington. Now, obviously, this isn't as good of an (laughs) Indiana team as last year. But that's why I think there's more further incentive here to go in and and play well and and show that you are legitimately the number seven team in the country. You know, I I hesitate to call this a letdown game because it's not because they're coming off a loss. Uh, But certainly that that game next week at Penn State is going to be more, I think, more important. But I, they, I, they do have something to show and prove, I think, on Saturday.
2: I haven't read your prediction yet. Do you have Michigan covering then? It sounds like you do.
1: I do, yeah. I don't I have Indiana scoring many points to begin with. I don't see this game being close. I don't expect it to be close. And if it is close, then I think there's bigger issues here with, with Michigan.
0: Listen, you guys both brought up the college football playoff. I didn't want to have to discuss it, but gosh darn it, I will briefly at least. <laughs> the reason I didn't want to is because it's kind of meaningless in one way in that obviously games are going to be played still a lot of them, which will eventually determine. So the first week it's really just, it, it's TV programming and it's a way to have a discussion, but it is somewhat meaningful in that teams aren't just going to magically, you know, move ahead of others if they, if they both keep winning and Alabama two a joke, Oregon at four, a much bigger joke, Cincinnati <laughs> at six, possibly even a bigger joke, Oklahoma at eight. I mean, you just go down the line. It's, I don't understand why <laughs> what this committee is doing, but it's nothing new. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm fired up, but I'm not surprised.
1: So I, I kind of disagree with your take that the, the first week of the poll is meaningless. I think there's a, a baseline has been set for these teams, right. and I think anyone outside of the top twelve, you can maybe argue the top ten probably has no shot of, of getting into the top four at this point. So in that regard, I think the teams know where they stand they know where they what they have to do and how how many spots they have to make up. Now I I agree with some of the, the placement. I, you know, I, I thought Oregon was a little bit high. Cincinnati probably should have been uh a little bit higher. You can nitpick the rankings, you know, every day all week, every year. It seems like we do this all the time, and I don't think anyone's going to be happy anyway. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, those are the folks that make the decisions unfortunately, and until it expands, And I'm not so sure expansion is necessarily going to help help the situation either for a Cincinnati or a group of five team, which we're working with at this point.
2: I am kind of curious now, what, what Andrew's top four would be? My top four would be Georgia, Michigan State,
0: Cincinnati, and Oklahoma.
2: Right. So that is much different than the actual rankings. Right. It is.
1: I thought Michigan State was a little higher than I. I had them. I think I have them five, five or six in my eight people poll this week. It's clear that the the selection committee has valued Michigan State's win over Michigan because you know you have Michigan a one loss team at, at seven, you know four spots behind Michigan State. So they they and not only that, but they have two Big Ten West teams ranked: Minnesota and Wisconsin. Mm-hmm maybe Wisconsin might be an AP poll, but I know Minnesota was not an AP poll this week. So it's clear that selection committee doesn't, or as considers the big 10 in high regard from a competition standpoint and a talent perspective and, and everything else. So that has certainly helped bolstering Michigan and, and Michigan state's resume. So if they both, you know, went out and I was thinking about this the other day, and this is probably a topic for future weeks, but was, you know, say both teams went out you know, obviously Michigan State would get in because they're in the top three at this point, but perhaps there's a room for Michigan. They're at four. It's obviously going to depend on what what other teams, have, you know, what happens in front of them. But I found it fascinating, I think, more than anything, just how respected um, the Big Ten is in, in the eyes of the committee.
0: Yeah, that's why I kind of was saying, I mean, as far as meaningless, I just mean, like, you know that, like, Michigan's going to have to play Ohio State, you know, and, and Michigan State's got to play. Like, there's, there's matchups there that are still going to happen in the SEC too. But yeah, it's not in that it sets a precedent for, for yes, your your baseline where where teams are, you kind of know you can look at a team schedule and it's like, all right, there's just not going to be enough there for them to move up because of where they started.
1: Cincinnati, yeah. Even though the committee made sure to to you know say that we respect Cincinnati, and they made sure to point out that that was the highest ranked group of five team
0: in in the history of the oh, college that's football. A right. Song, That's an annual song and dance as oh, well. Yeah. With oh, you yeah. to replace whatever team you want to do. I mean, it's probably Cincinnati again last year that they were talking about, and it's been UCF in the past. And all right, anything else we learned about Michigan? This week. I mean, I saw, you know, the report about Eric all, tight end, uh, you know, just a major part of the the passing game. May he miss Saturday's game?
1: Yeah, it's I mean, it's possible. I I I think it's gonna depend on where he is at the end of the week. You know, I asked Jay Hartball yesterday, tight ends coach, special teams coordinator, about his status. And it sounded like he was slowed earlier in the week. He, he went to the walkthrough Monday, didn't do a ton Tuesday in practice. We spoke to Jay Wednesday. Morning, afternoon, before they with the practice, he said he expects him to, to be back at some point this week. Very vague, you know. He did limp off the field Saturday, you know, late in that game. That's one of the reasons why Cade McNamara was throwing that interception to Luke Schoonmaker and perhaps not Eric All late in that, that final final drive. But yeah, All's been a big part of the passing game. I mean, second in the on the team in, in receptions the second receiving yards he's been obviously tight ends have been a huge part of this passing game as was the case on Saturday so losing him certainly would not help I don't think it's it's a deal breaker if he does not play I mean Michigan's obviously got other weapons I think they're just a more talented team you know against Indiana but certainly something to uh to monitor you know heading into heading into Saturday
2: for me if I'm a coach I'm always I know you got to take games one game at a time but for me it's like if the guy's even even not even close to a hundred percent, like I would always err on the side of caution just to get him ready for for the bigger games. But yeah, like like Aaron said, I was telling him yesterday. I'm like, I think Eric All might be the biggest surprise on on the team so far this year. I mean, obviously. That he's been talked about a lot in his first three years at Michigan, but was never really able to put it together. But I don't think he has any drops this year. He's running good routes. He's blocking well. I mean, and I definitely did not foresee him being such a focal point of this offense this season. But he's been really impressive. And yeah, hopefully it's not anything too serious, and he's able to get back on the on the field soon. But a big a big part of this Michigan's offense for sure.
1: He's certainly a finalist for most improved player. You know, I'd probably put David Jabo up there too. But mm-hmm. all, at least from the offensive standpoint, has been fantastic. And it's tough to say because I can remember a year, two years ago, the coaches raving about Eric All and his potential and his ceiling and everything else. And he just he didn't have it last year. He struggled catching the ball. He was inconsistent. You know, he was a year younger too. But he's yeah, he certainly had a breakthrough year, and he's been he's been a big part of an op- offense and a passing game that. As we've talked about in weeks past, but rather inconsistent and hasn't had a really a reliable weapon. He was certainly that reliable weapon Saturday against the
0: Spartans. You know, as you guys mentioned, there's there's some depth at that position. You know, guys that have played Luke Schoonmaker, Joel Honigford, and you've got Carter, Selzer, aka the sheriff as well. So you got plenty, you got other options that are turn to, but yeah, all's been obviously the the most productive. Yeah. Okay. So so let's talk Indiana a little bit. This team, this team was ranked in the preseason, number 17. Ahead of every Big Ten team except Ohio State and Wisconsin, and yet here we are going into this November sixth Saturday. They've yet to win a Big Ten game, 0 and five, two and six overall. Uh, with those wins against Idaho and Western Kentucky. Now the schedule has been tough, but you know the fact remains that Indiana has to run the table here just to get to 500 and be bowl eligible. You know, you guys were talking about. Aaron was talking about his his prediction. Um, you know, you can kind of maybe see why based on on what I just said. Indiana's top two quarterbacks have gone down with injury. So now now it's Donovan McCulley, a a true freshman. He started last week and seems like he will start again versus Michigan. Got his numbers here. He's 14 for 25, 242 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and a 38-35 loss at Maryland. Four-star prospect, 25th best quarterback in the class per the 24-7 sports composite. Six-foot-five, 200 pounds, athletic, capable runner. And he wears number zero, which is kind of fun.
1: I'll admit it, I had Indiana in my preseason predictions ahead of sure. ahead of Michigan, I think, in the East. I think. A lot they're of people did. Yeah. I think they're one of the bigger surprise in Big Ten, I think Michigan State's probably a bigger one, but you know, Indiana's right up there. They they're coming off that that fantastic year they had last year. They had a really fun, dynamic offense, and it it just hasn't been the case this year. You know, part of it's due to injuries. Michael Penix has has not been healthy most of the year, and they've you know, they've just really just struggled moving the football and scoring. And that's, you know, I suspect that'll be the case Saturday. I don't, I anticipate some mistakes here from McCulley. I, I think Michigan should have a you know good opportunity to get to him and force him to throw the ball and get some pressure on him, should create some mistakes and, and they should be able to capitalize. But I say should be because, you know, obviously you never know. And who knows, you know, we, we've seen this story before with, with other teams where they, you know, their young, young freshman quarterback comes out and light the world on fire, but I think Michigan has enough game tape on him where he, you know, he's played bits and pieces here in the last few weeks that, that they know what they've got, what they're going up against. And I think there's a difference, you know, going up against a you know, a young, unproven true fishing quarterback being thrown into the game as opposed to knowing he's gonna be the starter. You know, we've asked the coaches and players this week about you know which quarterback they're preparing for. We haven't really got a clear answer. Jim Harbaugh seemed to indicate earlier this week that they they had an idea of who it was gonna be, he didn't name names you hope, you know, and I'm sure they're reading the headlines like we are, that McCauley is uh, is that guy.
2: For me, the, the most surprising thing about Indiana has been how porous their defense has been this year. I mean, I, going into the season, I thought they had some really, really key pieces, and I thought their defense was going to be really solid like it was last year, but obviously some injuries on that side of the ball, and the only guy that really steers me now is, really that notable is Michael McFadden, the, the linebacker. But yeah, I mean, last in, in scoring defense, ranked in the bottom four in, in total defense, which is, I mean, yeah, they faced tough competition this season, but still, I, I definitely expected more out of that unit this season for sure. Yeah.
0: It's a team. I mean, we we talked about before the season, like, you know, one of the, one of those teams was going to finish, you know, near the bottom of the big 10 talking about Ohio state and, and, and Michigan and, and Penn state and Indiana, you know, all right, well, one of them is going to have to finish fourth or whatever. And, yeah, fourth is, is is a pipe dream for Indiana right now. So yeah, just as far as I mean, they got they've scored you know sixty three points in Big Ten play. They've given up one hundred and seventy. So it a few games have been close for them, but you know s- several of them have not been, especially against you know the better teams. And you know Michigan, Michigan is one of those teams as, as a top ten team in the country. So yeah, this this game doesn't appear like it should be close. You know, of course, Michigan got blown out in the game last year that ended the. What was the streak? I should have had this in front of me before I called it up. But it was 20-something games. I mean, it went back to 1987 or I mean, 89 yeah, or something, something like it was that. Late 80s. Yeah. yeah, so that finally ended. So they'll, they'll try to start a, a new streak here on Saturday. You know, as we mentioned uh, earlier in the week, night game, 735 or something is what I'm seeing. Like the kickoff time. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. It's, it's, it's certainly a surprise this, this time of year. I mean, I looked at the weather. It's supposed to be dry. At least, like, that's key, of course, for the fans out there where we can't complain about that, where we're warm. We've got what we need in, in the press box. But an in, interesting call. When will we see time for next week's game on Monday?
1: Yeah, it would probably be late, late Sunday, Monday. It's at the point now where they're waiting till the six-game window. Networks can wait until basically the week before to make their decisions opposed to being 12 days. So, yeah, I would wait, you know, probably Saturday night, Sunday
0: expecting that to be a night game as well in Happy Valley.
1: No, it will probably not be because we're at the point where both teams are going to have to approve or they have veto power over night game and I suspect Michigan will not want to play at night in Penn State because they've done that the last two year last two visits there. And you've all seen the results. Not to say that's a direct, you know, reason for the results, but it certainly doesn't help the situation. So I'm expecting probably a noon or a three thirty kick, which is ideal for us having to make the, the five hour trek out there to State College.
0: All right. Like we said, we're gonna talk talk a little bit basketball here. That'll be more more next week, but games are starting. They're not gonna count their exhibition games, you know, the the Michigan women play tonight, Thursday. Seven o'clock at Chrysler against Grand Valley State. It's an exhibition game. It's it's free. The men play tomorrow night, Friday at Wayne State, opening up Wayne State's arena. It's rare for you know power conference team to play a, the exhibition game on the road, but going into Detroit to to play Wayne State. That's Friday night. Yeah, and then the actual regular season is is next week for you know the men and the women. The women on Tuesday at home against IUPUI. The men the next night against. Buffalo. So basketball season is here. Yeah. We, we just talked about, you know, the women coming off the, the deepest postseason run in program history, the men entering year three of the Jawan Howard era. I mean, it's only been three years and he's already the national coach of the year and got Michigan big time title and a number one seat at the NCAA tournament. So yeah, the expectations are really high for, for both. Duke, you got any hockey talk you want to dump in here? That's
2: rivalry week for, for hockey now this week. Uh two-game series against Michigan State on Friday and Saturday. I'll be at Friday's game at Yoast. So that's uh, always a good matchup between those two stools. And Michigan's off to a one one start in Big Ten play, six and two overall, ranks number three in the country. So about the last two games I've I've covered though, they have not looked very good. So we'll see if uh they can kind of turn things around and, and put together a full 60 minutes. They weren't able to do that in last Friday's game against uh Wisconsin or last Saturday. Yeah, Friday's game against uh Wisconsin. So I'm sure they'll be uh geared up for, for this one.
1: So you're the reason they're not playing well.
2: <laughs> Whatever, I'll take the blame. Nervous in front of Mr. M Live. Yeah,
0: yeah. Basketball uh And, you know, hockey already going strong and and basketball about to start here. Uh, So stay tuned for more coverage on MLive.com slash Wolverines. Thank you for listening.